0: Welcome to the I Don't Active Health Show with your host Khalil Smith and we got Julius Johnson here.
1: What's up, man? How you doing?
0: I'm doing well. How are you today?
1: Outstanding. It's a beautiful day, man. I would move this camera around and show you what my little balcony view is out here in Guam, but you can't help but feel good about it, man.
0: I'm gonna have to check out that place soon anyways i got a couple of questions for you i'm just going to ask you and then we're yep. just going to have a conversation about it yep How, where are you from originally
1: oh well, so i was uh born in merrillville indiana that's uh uh out this essentially outside of chic right outside of chicago and i um went to i went to elementary and middle school there and then a little bit of high school and, and uh, moved to uh to Baltimore or moved to Maryland and then, uh, spent my high school and adult years in, in, in Baltimore.
0: Okay, okay. Why did you join the military? And when did you join?
1: That would have been 2004. I went into the, uh, delayed entry program, yeah. the uh, depth program. So I was in Baltimore and I found my, I was in college. Right. Um, couple of years into college I was going for engineering at Morgan State University and right in Baltimore and then I was like man I am really not filling the college thing right now I'm putting myself in more debt and I was not focusing I wasn't putting 150 percent into that into that thing at the time that thing which was school so I was like hmm. Uh, 9-11 happened a few years later. It was like three or four years later. Yep. Uh, Three years later is when I decided I was going to go see a recruiter and then showed up there. And Baltimore can be one of those cities where uh, if you don't have your head on a swivel and you're not into the right things, you could quickly get run off track. So I was trying to prevent that from happening in my life.
0: Okay. 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 Makes sense are you still happy with that decision after all absolutely. this time
1: okay absolutely okay. absolutely yeah um i i look back i mean i got some um a bunch of friends that did made similar decisions or so i got people from all across the spectrum folks that stayed there stay focused down on that grind successful doing their thing still in the city and whatnot but i also got family members that went and, joined the military and um, came back to the area and whatnot. So um, I for the decision for me. I don't regret anything. It's definitely made me who I am today. So I'm proud yeah,
0: of that. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure a lot of people are going through the same things. Wondering if that might be the right decision or trying yeah. to avoid school debt, school debt and trying to decide if it's right for them. So I'm sure they're going to enjoy to hear that. the feedback. But I do want to talk about NPC and when you did that in um, Connecticut. Yep, I believe. Yeah, New England. Yep. Can you talk to me about that when you won that and how did that transition come about? Like how you were introduced to it, and then okay. a little bit about that transition. So
1: when I when I was doing my first shore duty back in 2010 to 2013, I was uh, stationed at Groton, and I'd be in the gym and it was a core group of people. You know how you end up seeing the same people in the gym all the time. One of the guys was a competitor and he was like, man, you got the physique for it, blah, blah, blah. Kinda like you look at this website, NPC, all of the local shows are on there. So I looked into it. And I mean, I'd always been into fitness my entire life from young to, to now. But a lot of people are into going to the gym and whatnot. And like, but there's only a few folks that actually decide, hey, I'm gonna take this and go. Add the nutrition piece and then get on the stage, have the enough confidence to not be nervous to get up there and then compete. So, uh long story short, I ended up getting around to doing one of them. And once I did one, I was hooked. It's funny because I had no idea what the heck I was doing. When I look back at some of the poses that I did for the original one, I'm like, oh, my God, that's horrible. But, uh, yeah, I ended up... Uh, that was 2017. I was actually attached to the USS Springfield, a submarine out of Groton that was in the um, in the shipyard up in Maine at the time. And that's when I was doing a prep for that uh, New England championship. The New England championships is actually, it's held in Boston, right downtown in, in Boston. Um, I forget the name of the theater downtown that that, that it's at, but um, it was an amazing feeling, dude. I mean, I had gone and done, by that time, I had done, like, three or four other NPC shows. And slowly creeping, like, the first one, I got a fifth place. Then it'd be, like, a third place, second place. And just creeping ever so closely. But that show, when I won four different categories, so I'll say it was, uh, I did Men's Physique. uh, The Short Class, because I'm 5'7". And then I also did master's because that's age driven, not driven necessarily by what your physique is like, but driven by the age requirements. So I did master's and and open physique. I think it was class alpha. And then that was my first time. My buddy, the guy who was helping me with some posing out out of New Hampshire, friggin'. He's like, man, your conditioning at this stage in and in the prep is freaking ridiculous. I think you should just go ahead and do some bodybuilding, uh, do the bodybuilding too, cause you're probably gonna be just as lean as the dudes doing bodybuilding and you got enough muscle mass. So I took his advice and I, uh, and absolutely I did um, uh, masters bodybuilding and then middleweight bodybuilding.
0: Yeah, that's that's incredible i do got a question for myself how do you manage your work schedule while trying to accomplish that goal even though you said you got hooked how did you manage that
1: and it's just like anything i mean i know it sounds cliche but the reality of it is if you want something bad enough then you're going to sacrifice to make sure that those things happen and that's all it was i mean i was already working going to the gym and working out as we mentioned right but then you gotta throw the extra dimension in there where you uh trying to make sure that you get the precise amount of cardio in that you're eating the right amount of nutrition and the, that bit of nutrition is coming from different areas proteins the fats or your uh or your carbs and whatnot so um it was it's not easy Definitely not easy, but uh, you have a sense of accomplishment once you get on the other side of doing a show, and and you've gotten through that successfully. It's like there's so many other things in life that are easier to do than that. So it puts things in perspective about focus, willpower, motivation, all those things.
0: Okay, okay, makes sense. Where where do you think you adapted that mindset? like that uh that work ethic to do something like that not everybody has that work ethic or mindset that they can do or accomplish something that feat
1: well so just like everything else none of this stuff happens in a vacuum you don't succeed on your own I got uh like you you depend on other folks that you run into at competitions from like there's several competitors from the npc that i've done shows with that we all follow each other on uh, social media and whatnot and when you're at some of those low points you need that you need to see what uh, let me see what my guy's doing over here you know what i mean let me see what she's doing over here they recharge your batteries when your motivation is starting to run low but um it's definitely you got to have a certain amount of it internal you got to have a certain amount of drive and just will to do it that's People don't just accidentally pick up bodybuilding and stuff like that. And I kind of had, I had uh, a little bit, my uncle, Bronston Austin Jr. was a, um, he was really big. He was an amateur, never ended up making it pro, but he's like been in magazines and stuff, fitness magazines and whatnot. So I already knew that the fitness, I, I had the genes for it. And I had an example of what, success could look like in inside of that so I, I would ping on him for some of his uh, uh tips and techniques as well during the process
0: so pretty much it's good to have a mentor or somebody to who who done it before and yep. that was really big for you yep or, case, and,
1: an and, and and not only that but peers peers of like-minded people that can uh that can keep you motivated when you because life is a sine wave man it's up and down right when you're riding the downside of the curve chances are everybody is not going to be on that same cycle as you so somebody is on their way up you know what i mean and then you can draw from that so you can minimize that that downside on your sine wave
0: true true i think i I remember someone said iron sharpens iron so yeah yeah all about your peers yeah. All right, I got one more question. So this is going to help me too. What three tips will you give someone that's thinking about doing that, but just haven't like tested the waters yet? But they're in the gym every day and their nutrition kind of part, subpar, but they're interested in it. What three okay. things will you tell that uh, so, men or women?
1: Okay. So, first off, I'm a, you got to be blunt and up honest and realistic right at, at the beginning. It's not easy it's easy to fall off track so you got to really ask yourself why am i wanting to do this is this something that i really want or do i just want to talk about it you know what i mean talk about it or be about it so if you're willing to do some make some sacrifices absolutely and then the second thing i would say is you got to get around that group of core friends or or associates or people that you follow that are into that same thing because they're going to be able to show you some stuff there uh as long as they've been in if they've been in the the industry or the process longer than you you will be able to learn something from them and you will be able to like i just mentioned um get some of that motivation on on rough days when it's hey I don't want to get up and go and work out oh I'm at a 600 uh, calorie deficit and I don't really feel like I have enough energy to go work out they might be able to give you the insight on how to still be able to get the nutrition around your workout even though you're eating at a calorie deficit so you have enough energy when you're going in there to get your workout in you know what I mean so you can do that with maximum effectiveness
0: okay okay thank you for that answer uh now i'm gonna ask you about your military background you came in as enlisted right yeah okay tell me t- i know you're an officer now tell me about that transition and why you opted to go officer
1: so i came in as a nav et um a navigation et electronics technician on submarines and um, when I ju- when I left college, I was trying to find something that was as close to engineering. I was going for electrical engineering, uh, as something that was, cause I'm still, I'm still ele- interested in that same kind of stuff. Right. So when I went to the recru- recruiter, I ended up coming up with the submarine electronics computer field and you pick your rate essentially when you get in sub school. I didn't originally want to be an navet. But, and actually, in fact, I said um, that was the last thing. I ranked that as the bottom of things that I wanted to actually do. But funny thing is, I wanted to be a radio man because it says comms eat electronics and a aligning electronic circuits and whatnot. But... Once I actually found out what I was doing on the ship, you you do way more stuff associated with uh, electronics and troubleshooting circuits as a NAB ET than you do as a radio man. So when I got to the ship, I was more appreciative of it. I just didn't want to do all of the chart related stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, over time, over time, I saw, yeah, I'm getting senior. And I feel like uh, as you get senior in the enlisted submarine community, that's what happens to your career and your options. You can only go to a certain amount of places because that's where submarines are generally located. So your career can kind of bottlenecks. Becoming an LDO, even though there's money associated with it and whatnot, I do like money, obviously, but that's not my sole motivator for doing anything. Um, but it, the LDO community opened my aperture back up right in the middle of my career at the time, instead of if I stayed enlisted, I would have been bottlenecking. Now, I'm a junior officer. I can go to so many different other places and still support the uh, submarine community and my designator. So that's why I de- did it. I would have, well, I would have had the opportunity to come and join the submarine and, and come out here to Guam. But not, I wouldn't have been able to go to some, I'm uh, the uh, training officer right now on the MRS um, land, the submarine tender out here. I would not have had an opportunity like that if I stayed enlisted. You know what I mean. Um, I was always on fast attack submarines, and then my first officer job, which was out in Washington, had me uh, as the electronics material officer, dealing with SSBNs and SSGNs. I never uh, dove into that community until then. I just feel like there's more opportunities to go a lot more places and uh, diversify your career and your background um, by utilizing that uh commissioning program which I'm happy that I did I mean I'm definitely will say that I'm really proud of my chief tour because of that nine or ten guys that I had in my division and my direct impact on how they saw the navy if that is believe it or not chief has more impact on a sailor's retention and them staying in the navy than any other than any other rank in the military in the navy for sure However your chief is and how your interaction with your chief usually dictates how you feel about the Navy, if you want to stay in the Navy, if you want to get out for the most part.
0: Yeah, I love that answer. It's all about growth. You definitely don't want to bottleneck, hit that ceiling, not know where you're going to go next. We love options, especially if you get increased pay, increased options, get more option where you want to go. So I love that answer. Yep. So I had another question. Let me why, why did you choose submarines? Why subs? Yes. Yeah, so um, why did you choose that?
1: Well, particularly I didn't actually choose the submarine. I went to, the, like I said, I went to the detailer, the detailer and he gave me a bunch of, uh, of, uh, different available options. Um, and and the submarine just happened to be the thing at that time that was going to give me a bonus and I mean I wasn't afraid of submarines but I looked into it obviously Uh, looked into it after the detailer told me what those available options were and I'm like you know what I don't know anybody that's ever been on the submarine so this is unique and different so I was definitely open to the thought of doing it but it wasn't like I went to the detailer within mind. yeah i'm going subs you know what i mean
0: okay okay i <laughs> want a different experience i hear that what oh, are yeah. uh, some of your favorite experiences from being on a sub or in the military in general
1: uh oh well obvious well the import time period is always you get a chance i remember when i was a young sailor i you do the typical young sailor things. Uh, first time really being outside of the United States when I started uh, going and traveling abroad with the Navy. So, you know, I was acting the fool. I was out there getting drunk. I didn't see. I, I probably saw two actual uh, monuments, statues. Uh, I wasn't being a real tourist. I was just there as a foreigner, there to drink and party, right? But obviously, as you mature, get a little bit older, you're, uh, what you're into changes, what you think is a good, the idea of a good time changes. So as, as I got older and saw different places in Europe, I was actually planning little things. Hey, I knew I'm pulling into this place. What's a cool thing to go see? And then we plan our uh, different uh, sightseeing uh, deals based on that kind of a thing.
0: Okay, okay. Yeah, that's one of the reasons why I joined. So I got another question. So let's say we got a sailor who's um, overweight, but they have a hectic schedule, but they're trying to um, look to someone who's able to manage that schedule as well as work out. What tip would you give this sailor who'd like the motivation to work out? Because I've seen you've dominated that, keep it as separate.
1: So um, first off, the the fact that they're realizing and having a thought process of wanting to change something is the first step always, right? So the great thing about the military is you're going to, all you got to do is go to on base in in the gym. You're going to find somebody that if if what you want to do is get fit, you're going to find somebody inside of the gym that you can look up to that could be sort of a mentor or something and then the military has numerous resources if you want them they're out there i.e nutrition guidance i'm not a registered dietitian or anything like that i know how to friggin eat for for me and whatnot and i can provide that input but the navy also has several actual registered dietitian nutritionists all of those things that are out there Uh, They all exist out there You just gotta wanna go and do it And you gotta seek out like-minded people You gotta humble yourself enough to be like You know what, I'm going to I know what I want This guy is clearly further along Or gal is clearly further along the path than me I just need to get out of my uh, comfort zone Shyness if that's what it is And go ask People generally help you If they're decent human beings You know what I mean And I could say in the military You really don't deal with too many people that are gonna turn you away if what you're trying to get is something that they have an answer to.
0: Okay, okay. Appreciate that. I'm sure whoever's going through that appreciate it as well. I got about two more questions. So um, what are some obstacles and adversities that have come about while you're in the military? How have you overcame them?
1: Okay. That's easy. So Man, I, I kind of already alluded to it a, a little bit with the conversation about when I was a young sailor, just wanting to get out of because submarines that you kind of work hard, but you play hard, too. Right. We pull in the port and the first thing I wanted to do was go get blasted beyond recognition. So I had to realize at some point, hey, I got a, a bad relationship with alcohol because I was doing it too excessively. I found in a dope st- stage that I can do it more reasonably, but back in those days I was reckless, right? So identifying that that was an issue and I stopped drinking for about 10 years altogether, not even a drop, right? And that was the catalyst for me transitioning into getting my bachelor's degree, me establishing that steady routine of working out. Before I was working out regularly, but now I'm like, so devoted and focused on it. I'm not missing days. You know what I'm saying? I'll miss days only when my body tells me that I shouldn't do it. Right. But I wasn't missing days due to being hang- hung over, which happens a lot, w- w- happened a lot back in the past with my relationship with alcohol. So I cut it out and then I started to set all of these different goals, write them down on paper so I can actually see them and then start going after them and was doing them, getting them. It's funny because I got my actual commission as a Naval officer before actually the second goal. One of those other goals was to get my IFBB pro card. I'm still chasing that. Still haven't done it yet. I got some buddies that have done it on active duty in the military. So it's a a doable goal. I just haven't held myself accountable enough. And I'll be the first person to say that.
0: I'm glad that you brought that up. Goals, I'm saying... Something I'm big on talking about. Um, when you're, when you're, like you said, IFBB Pro Car, you're trying to, that's your next goal. How do you go about making your goals? Like you say you write it down. Do you say it out loud? Do you just think about it constantly? Um, and do you assess the steps every day and reflect it to see if you're making progress? How do you go about that with some of the accomplishments you, you have? So Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. It's just like, uh, I treat it like a a work checklist. Every day that I go to work, there's things that I need to get done. All of those things don't get done on the same day. Some goals require time and they require more effort. So you just got to keep yourself honest, like you said, and reflect on the goals that you set. If you're setting your goals to where you can accomplish them in the day, then first off, you need to pick some harder goals. First off, that's that's how I feel yeah, about exactly. it, right? So, I I want to set some unrealistic sounding goals. So, if you once you accomplish it, then it's like, like, dude, I did the what I thought was possibly impossible. And a lot of people end up uh, naysayers and people that are out there hating. That's exactly what it is. They are trying to reflect some of their own personal failures onto you. Oh, you can't do that. Why can't I do that? Why would you perceive that I can't do that? That's because they failed before in trying to accomplish some of these things. And then they're projecting that stuff on you. That's just human nature. It's it's bad. That's horrible. That's a horrible personality trait. But in general, that's how humans are. That's That's what we do. So set them goals high, unrealistically high. So when you accomplish stuff like that, it's like life altering. You know what I mean? You just boosted yourself in a a whole nother stratosphere. You know?
0: All right, what if you got one guy who got all these goals and um they're um they're not necessarily realistic, but they're attainable. But he might be around a crowd that doesn't encourage it now he's lacking motivation. What would you tell that guy he's about to stop? Like, um, Like about to give up on trying to reach those goals. How would you talk to him?
1: Okay. So um, you got to keep pushing past. Usually you find out the most about yourself right at the point of failure. Right before you fail on something. And a failure is not really, I mean, if you you can't be afraid to fail. Because some people like to live in a little safety box and never take any risk. You got to fail. You learn more from a failure than a win. Seriously, that's first and foremost. Second off, I'm going to tell them that you are not going to accomplish your goals unless you put yourself in a different circle. You can't. You see yourself on the cusp of failing. You see that you're around people that are not supportive of your goals and they don't have any common goals. Why are you in that circle? You know what I'm saying? If they're not fo- if they're not fostering or helping you to positively reinforce you, if they really genuinely give a crap about you, they're gonna provide that positive reinforcement because we all want to see each other. I want to see people that I love and people that I uh, mess around with do better. You know what I'm saying? We always gotta be trying to step it up. If you're uh, complacent and you're satisfied being right here through all of it, I mean, I guess I can't really talk down on anybody. That's just not me. And I'm not going to surround myself with people that are just like, oh, I'm just barely getting, I'm just going through life on the treadmill, not really advancing, You, you're, the the motion is happening, the illusion of progress is happening, but you're just going through the motions. I wanna actually go out there and feel like I accomplished something. And the way you feel like uh, that you accomplish things is you gotta go through some stuff. You are gonna go through some crap, you got to feel real bad. You don't really feel accomplished if everything is easy. It has to be hard, and that's a part of it. The struggle is is part of the feeling of accomplishment. You can't have accomplishment without struggle. They go hand to
0: hand. True, true. I, I love that. I love that. Cause you, you won't change. You won't get out of your comfort zone if you're not if you um, don't uh, have to overcome these boundaries or try to change. You, you won't change. Plus you have this conflict or adversity. So I love that. So I just want to say thank you. I appreciate you making time. I know we're in two different time zones. So it was a little difficult for me to make sure I plan it correctly.
1: It's all good.
0: Yeah, I appreciate you uh, giving me advice and whoever's listening, hopefully they learn something and they can um, use it immediately. Okay. And become successful and make new goals. I believe that's important. Your mindset and just fitness, nutrition. Just like I'll tell you one thing,
1: one last thing, one little parting thing. Smart man told me that uh, like health is really well. Cause I mean, you can be Jeff Bezos, you can be Steve Jobs, and get hit with a life altering medical condition and all that money won't matter because you'll be trying to spend it to get healthy, right? At the end exactly, of the day. Exactly,
0: yes. I tell my brother that all the time. Sure, you can make all the money in the world, but if your health's not right, you're not gonna have time to spend it.
1: Yep. Yeah, yeah.
0: Thank you again. I appreciate that, Julius Johnson. All right, bro. All right, you enjoy the rest of the evening. Take it easy. Hopefully talk to you soon.
1: Yep. Take care.